My Govanen, welcome to the Tolkien Lore Channel, I'm the Tolkien Geek, and this week's Thursday Tolkien thoughts are about the degree to which Tolkien had this uncanny ability to always leave you wanting something more and thinking that it must be something else below the surface of what you've found. And there's multiple dimensions to this. One of the more obvious and one of the ways that he's really kind of famous for this is creating the sense of history and the vast backcloth that you get hints of throughout the Lord of the Rings, which we then kind of discover the real story behind in the Silmarillion. So you, in the Lord of the Rings and even in The Hobbit, you get limited references to stuff like this. You get references to these great heroes, these stories of, you know, thousands of years prior and places that have been destroyed and all this other stuff. You read the Silmarillion and you learn, okay, that's what all that is. But that's just really scratching the surface of this topic. There's also so many other things that really advance this idea of there's always something more that you can look for or try to discover or try to think about. One another example that goes a little deeper is the nameless things that Gandalf refers to in the Abyss of Moria, which nobody knows what they are. There's many references to things in Lord of the Rings or other works by Tolkien in the Middle-earth space that refer to things that we just don't really have any knowledge of. Another one of those examples is, you know, things that happen in other people's backstories that we don't really get any details on, like Aragorn going to Moria at some point. He mentions that he's been there and the memory of it is evil. When did he go to Moria? Why? We don't know, and we just don't get any detail on that. In fact, somebody was asking me about that on, I think it was in a comment on one of my videos recently, and or it might have even been somebody sent me an email, I can't remember now, but there's that whole sense of there's just all these different things that we get references to that we just never get full explanations of, unlike the stuff that we can, you know, go back in the Silmarillion and read, and it's like, oh, now I know what the Baron and Luthien story is. So that's kind of the second layer of that, is these references to things that never get fully explained. Then there's a third layer, which is for, let's say, things that we don't necessarily have to wonder about details or whatever, but the meaning of them is still a little bit questionable. So, like Tom Bombadil, and this is one of the perennial questions in talk about Middle-earth, which is, who is Tom Bombadil? What is he? What's the significance of Tom Bombadil to the story? How is he important? And there are many theories, there are many speculations, there are just tons of ideas about who and what Tom Bombadil is, why he's important to the story, I've put out videos on that topic myself. I think there are multiple ways you can look at Tom Bombadil. I think that you don't really have to go with any one of them. I think Tom Bombadil is one of those ideas which is, by its nature, kind of subject to the reader's interpretation in terms of how do you take it? Because it's kind of left... He's left in there as something like that. It's not just the author's own ideas of what Tom Bombadil is and why he's important, just dropping something kind of mysterious in the story 
is in some sense an intentional invitation to the reader to speculate and kind of come up with your own theories. So there are many theories, I think, that are valid potential explanations for who and what Tom Bombadil is all about. Some are not, so, you know, I I really don't think the idea that Tom Bombadil is Eru Iluvatar himself in Middle-earth, I don't think that's a valid theory, although I can see why some people think it. There's also people who say that Tom Bombadil is kind of like the embodiment of the music, and I think that's less objectionable a theory. I still don't buy it, but I have my own theories that I think make more sense, and some of them are more along the lines of, like for one that I did a video on a long time ago, Bombadil is kind of like a representation of pre-fall man, so he's like Adam before eating the forbidden fruit, in a sense, and it's not so much that I think that Tolkien was trying to put that idea in the story, but it's just one of those ideas that the idea of Tom Bombadil can represent that in some way. And there's other things that he can represent to different readers. But then the ultimate version of this, and I've commented on this as well in other videos, is when the story itself becomes something greater than just the sum of its parts. And there are many stories that Tolkien wrote that kind of move in this direction, but the one that I always like to use as an example is Smith of Wooten Major. Every time I read that story, I come away more convinced that there is something more to that story than meets the eye. And that's not to say that I don't have any ideas about what the story is about. I mean, on the surface, it's purely just a fairy story, and a very cute one at that, one which I'm planning to read to my kids in the near future if I can talk them into letting me read it. <laughs> but the secondary level is, you know, we go past the surface, it looks very much like a semi-autobiographical tale of Tolkien recognizing late in life, because this is one of the later things that he wrote, that he has been kind of gifted with this fantastic imagination and being able to visit fairy, as it were, the star on uh, Smith's brow is kind of like Tolkien's imagination, and it's a way in which he has been able to experience things that the average you know, person just doesn't really have access to in the same way that Tolkien did. And that's not to say that Tolkien thought he was just all that and was super special, because everybody has their own talents and their own things, but the point being, it's a recognition by Tolkien that he's going to have to give that up. His life is coming to an end. His, you know, his mind is not what it once was. And so the star is going to have to pass on to somebody else. That's a secondary level. And yet, I can't help but think that there is a third level at which there is more to be gained from reading this story that I just haven't grasped. And there are people who have written theories on what the story might represent in some allegorical sense. So Tom Shippey, for example, thinks that there are allegorical references to kind of the battle between the lit and lang elements of the English department at Oxford and other schools, such that, you know, you've got the people who focus really on literature, and then you've got the people who focus mainly on language and at the end of the day, literature won out. Tolkien was on the language side of that. And he makes a fairly convincing case that there are parts of the story that seem to line up like that. 
even if that were true, and I'm not 100% convinced by Tom Chippy's argument there, I still think there would be something more to that story than is just contained within that sort of allegory. Because every time I read it, I come away with this sense of, like, there's just a presence, almost, that cannot be identified. It's one of those things where you just, you read or hear about something, and it's almost like, it's it's almost like a religious experience, in the sense that it's, you have a sense of awe and wonder, but you can't really explain why. And, at least not in words. And so... That's kind of my ultimate example of how Tolkien can create this sense of there's always more. There's You can never completely plumb the depths. There's always something else to wonder about, something to speculate about, something you know that will affect your mind in ways that you can't fully understand. And I think that's one of the things that makes him one of the greatest authors of all time of fiction, and certainly of the 20th century. So... Those are my Thursday Tolkien thoughts for the week. I hope you enjoy the video. Check out my social and other links in the description below. And until the next time, I'm the Tolkien Geek, signing out for the Tolkien Lore Channel. Namariye. No